Hi there. My name is Andrew Adams, and this is Don't You Dare Talk to Me. So, Happy New Year, listener. It's January. I'm recording this on January 1st, 2021. Uh, So, if you're listening to this, you you made it. You're in 2021, and you're having a great old time so far, I bet. (laughs) If you listened to uh, the episode before this, um, you probably, you know, I talked a lot about, you know, going into, you know, 2021 with a realistic and positive mindset. Um, and hopefully you're you're not being all disillusioned uh, by all the, the booze last night and all the, you know, the kick-ass shows that were in the the, the completely vacant uh, New York Times Square. So, yeah, I was watching that last night on TV, and it was, dude, it was so depressing just to have to watch that. Plus, too, it was just very, very mediocre shows. I feel like audiences definitely make... Um, when it comes to like live performances or live shows, I feel like you can definitely like read how good it is off of the audience. But when there's no audience at all and it just cuts back between like five or six people waving their arms around like a fucking idiot, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really encourage if the performance is good or not. So I don't know. I was maybe I was just really sleepy at the time, but it was just it just it was very underwhelming for an end to 2020. But anyway, we're not here to talk about all that mess. We're here to talk about something that everyone loves and everyone can relate to. Poetry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I'm not. We're going to be, I'm going to be, you know, talking about poetry and stuff like that. But I wanted to kind of like take a different approach to it because I didn't like when people hear poetry, they probably think, you know, like all this sappy or sad bullshit with a lot of metaphors or like your roses are red, violets are blue mess. And which is like, you know, it has its place and everything. And there's like, you know, tons and tons of, you know, very inspired uh, poets out there who write these like, you know, phenomenal poems. And I myself, as an individual who likes to, you know, write poetry on occasion, I have no fucking clue how to even, you know, make a poem sentimental or even like heartfelt or anything like that. So anytime I've like taken approach to it, I've always wanted it to be like goofy or silly because there's already enough like sad shit and sentimental and heartfelt shit out there. So And, you know, especially to the ones that are, you know, talking about like all their traumas and stuff and past life. But that holds its place because, you know, poetry is used as being kind of having that outlet um, to, you know, express yourself through, you know, more dictated word. Unlike prose, you know, you know, like talk like stories and shit like that. Um, but anytime I have, I've always wanted it to be like funny. Um, and I wanted to hopefully, you know, whoever's listening to this, hopefully you'll kind of take away something and ha- to have like a different look on poetry and everything. Cause it comes in many different shades, you know, like in there, like you've probably heard the old, you know, saying or like, Oh, a song is just a poem with music. Um, which is true in a sense, but uh, that's, you know, everyone I feel like needs to kind of have that, that some sort of like, you know, outlet to be able to, I'm trying to find the words here, trying to, you know, trying to like have something to like express yourself in a more creative way uh, when it comes to the written word, because that kind of gets like passed to the wayside, especially too, if you have a job where there's just a, like a shitload of technical writing and stuff like that, where you're just having to like sit in day in and day out with, you know, having to like process papers or, you know, format stuff in a very, you know, meticulous and like professional or robotic way. It kind of sucks, you know, so hopefully you'll be able to like, you know, here's some of the shit that I'm bringing to the table and you'll go like, hey man, that was pretty cool. I, I, I'm going to try some of this shit out. So 
And also, too, when it comes to poems, like, I I don't really know a lot when it comes to, you know, the different types of poems or, like, I know that poems contain uh, stanzas, which is, like, the little, like, paragraph or whatever, or, uh, like, limericks. I know that's, like, um, something to do with uh, rhythm. Also, too... <laughs> I don't know if I, I'm a, I was an English major in college and I don't know fucking jack shit about any of this. So I really should have paid better attention, honestly. But I just like, you know, the poem, I had to take a few poetry classes when I was in college um, as like an English major. And a lot of it, I just wanted to do, you know, funny shit. I wanted to be able to make people smile because there was plenty of people doing like, you know, sad boohoo shit all the time. So I feel like, you know, it's better to, to you know, smile than, you know, frown all the time. So, and also to kind of circle back with what I was saying, like when it comes to like, you know, the different types of poems and all the professional jargon and everything, if you came, uh, listening to this episode for that fucking, you came to the wrong place, pal. Cause this is, I don't know, jack shit. I'm just some idiot in a closet with a phone, you know, and access to the internet to be posting this. It's kind of like, you know, if you go to like a live mic and just like some crazy person wanders off the street, you know, and starts rambling into it about like whatever is on their mind at the time. That's Don't You Dare Talk to Me. So, today, Don't You Dare Talk to Me about Andrew reading poetry. <laughs> Andrew's poems. So, and also, too, if you feel like, if you have it in your mind to be like, oh, if this is any good, I'm gonna, you know, hijack that shit. Ha ha. Well, think again. So, here's here's a little tip for you. Um, to any, any like, you know, new creatives out there or anything, or, like, any writers, um, like, whether it be, like, poems, screenplays, uh, stories... Um, books, any anything like that. If you don't have access to like an officiary or whatever to be, or like any any like um, copywriting material or anything like that, I got a cheat code for you. So the easiest way to you know kind of copyright your stuff without having to like go through all the process and everything, make a copy of it, put it in an envelope, and then mail it to yourself. So when it goes through uh, the post office, that's considered like an official document at that point. And then when you, once you, like mail it back to yourself. So like when it's mailed back to you, don't open it up. Up. So if you ever do encounter a uh, situation to where like someone steals your work um, or they like, you know, plagiarize you or whatever, you can literally take that to a court, show it to the judge and be like, hey, this is, you know, this is an unopened document, you know, this, you know. So I, I might just be completely, I, I, you know, was doing, I was reading about that somewhere and I, I might be completely misunderstanding it, but fucking, if you try and take this uh, for your own professional use or whatever, fucking why, man? Like that's, for one, I would be like absolutely shocked, I'm mildly honored, I would say, but my, I would be shocked as to why anyone would take any of this bullshit for their own, you know, professional gain. But anyway... I want to get down to it. So there'll probably be just, you know, a, a tight little episode. You know, I did one that was relatively short last time. Do we'll probably do another quick one here. But I, I've been saving something super double duper cool for um, episode 20. So I'll probably, you know, that'll it'll probably be a more full length episode. So um, getting into it here, I know that one of the, as I was saying, I do know like one of the fun um, ways of like, or like, what what the fuck am I trying to say? Jeez, dude. It's been such a long day. You know, like when you like have little sleep long day, it just kind of makes everything and turn into like a word salad or it feels like it at least. But anyway, that's uh, what like one of the, the poems people are probably commonly known uh, about like uh, haikus. 
Um, so it's like, if you're not familiar, haikus, they're, it's like a Japanese, it originated in Japan and everything, um, but it's like a very, like, strict form of poem writing to where you use, like, um, in each, like, it's only, like, three lines, and then in the first line, it has to be, like, the words have to only contain five syllables, um, and then the second line, seven syllables, and then the last line, five syllables, so five, seven, five. I don't, that's the only one that's, like, stuck with me, plus two, they're, like, super fun and easy to write, so pretty much anyone can do it, um, if you don't, if you're, you, you, if you're like some dummy that doesn't know what a syllable is, it's, it's just, you know, you know, like when you remember back in high, I'm not high school, but like elementary school and uh, when your, your teacher was teaching you all these fun words and shit. Um, and like, you know, you had to count it out on your fingers as to like, you know, how, how many like beats there are in a word. Like I'll give you one. sometimes. So that's like two syllables, you, you know, I still do it as a fucking adult. I still do it to where I like, I'll read it on RL, like, counted out on my hands when I'm doing haiku sometimes, um, so anyway, I came across this one, I'm, I'm using, uh, another phone <laughs> to, to read off of, like, some files that I sent to myself, uh, with just some, some cool poems, so one of them, it was, like, I call it, uh, Raising Cain, so here it is, sometimes Cain is shy, use gentle encouragement, guaranteed chaos, I don't know if that's clever or not, who the fuck cares? We're going to get to the fun stuff now. I just wanted to get that one out of the way because it was at the top. So I call this one No Urinals. I see it fit to sit when I shit, for it always brings less stress, little mess, and it allows gravity to do the rest. You see what I mean, man? It's not that hard to make a poem or just like, you know, make some rhymy words about some stupid bullshit. Even if it's just for yourself, you'll, if you'll feel, you know, kind of, it's kind of like doing a little, little, you know, workout for your brain a little bit, but who the hell knows, man, I'm probably just talking into the fucking ether about this shit. doesn't really matter though. I'm having a good time here. All right now. So this, I like also too, when it comes to, um, like poems, people also think that it's like, oh, every single, you know, line has to rhyme. It has to be like Dr. Seuss style where everything's just like, you know, has a nice flow to it. But then I feel like, you know, rhymes are fun, but you don't always have to use rhymes. You can just like kind of make a story into like, you know, just one sentence lines and then just kind of go that way. So just like instead of writing like this big long prose and everything, just cut like, you know, take it and like snip it up into little bits, you know, and then you might actually have like a, a pretty interesting uh, poem to go off of, you know? So these are, these are, uh, some ratchet ass ghetto English lessons with your host, Andrew Adams. <laughs> anyway, I call this one, uh, the ballad of cowpoke clown McGee. Um, that probably makes a, a fucking boatload of sense to you, but let's get right into it. The ballad of cowpoke clown McGee. One hot day. Through the dusty dunes of Amarillo, a cowboy rode into town. He wore his hat low, and his saddle did show. He had a pension for traveling around. He rode to the saloon, as many cowboys do, for whistle-wetting and word about town. The cowboy sidled up to the bar, flashed a shiny star, and said, I've come to bring in a dangerous man. The barman said, Who might that be? The cowboy scowled and returned, Cowpoke Clown McGee. The bar went dead with a name that was said of the rodeo clown sent from hell. Cowpoke Clown McGee stood at five foot three and was lethal with a banana cream pie at any range. 
His big blue shoes honked when he walked, and many men turned up dead at what they had said about McGee's fashion sense. Tales of terror told through the sparks of dying campfires, of men, women, and children left for dead with their hands shocked raw, strung up in chains of colorful kerchief, all perpetrated by the red-nosed menace of the West, cowpoke clown McGee. Don't go looking for trouble, the barman had said, but the cowboy only spat. Trouble is what I was hired to find, and that's what I'll do. So if you don't cough up the clown, I'll bring in you too. The barman had told the cowboy to climb the cliffs outside of Amarillo, to follow the trail of confetti and banana peels to the cave at the bottom of the plateau. The cowboy took to the cliffs in search of a bounty he thought he'd never find. A hike under the desert sun turned to a rush through the rain, rolling to a thundering halt at the mouth of the cave, where cowpoke clown McGee was waiting. Adorned in colorful thrills and polka dots, with a tiny hat crowning a balding head of blue hair, he stood there, unperturbed. The cowboy grabbed his Texas steel. Neither of us has to die, the cowboy said. But if you're wanting to take a run at me, you're more than welcome to try. McGee honked his nose and spun his bow tie, and in a perfect imitation of the cowboy, he said, You're more than welcome to try. The cowboy grimaced. His trigger finger began to itch. He cocked his gun and yelled, Fill your hand, you son of a bitch. McGee chuckled and chortled, and then deflated in a sigh. And just before the cowboy's eyes, the little short clown began to cry. You know, it's not like people say, McGee sputtered at the man. I ain't trying to fool you. It just isn't that way. I didn't kill people on purpose. It was all accidents, you see. I was just wanting to make people laugh. Could you, sir? Please believe me? The cowboy blinked, then holstered his gun. He could see that the simple clown was only about fun. I'll say, friend. Your story has melted my heart. You'll have to excuse me. I was only trying to play my part. Cowpoke Clown McGee wiped his tears and nodded to the man. Well, that's awful kind of you. I'd like to shake your hand if I can. McGee honked over to the cowboy, and the former foes shook hands. The cowboy smiled. Gosh, partner, you sure are the best. Say, that's an awful pretty flower you have there on your chest. McGee said, Thank you, sir. It's simply the best. Take a closer look to see why. And just as the cowboy did, water shot out, getting him right in the eye. The cowboy swore and stumbled just a step too far, where a cliff was waiting with plenty of rocks below that left his body and bones broken and ajar. And that's how the legend has it, and that's how it'll be. But whatever you do, take it from me. Don't go looking for that cowpoke clown, McGee. And that was the Ballad of Cowpoke Clown McGee by Andrew Adams. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying, man? That's what I'm trying to get at here. So I just wanted to, like, you know, this is the fun shit that I like to write. I like to, you know, because anytime it comes to, because, like, life itself is already such a goddamn shit show as it is. So I feel like when it comes to being able to, like, express yourself or 
like laugh or be dumb or feel happy in whatever like you know tidbits that you can why not do it why not like you know why do we always have to continuously like perpetuate doing this like you know this here whole serious and professional bullshit you know and if that's not your type of fun then fucking why are you listening to this why did you listen to all that bullshit and also too like to the people that have like you know given me flack over shit that I've said in the past about this or stuff that you didn't like that you heard fucking jokes on you shrimp brain you already gave me your money by listening to this so <laughs> sorry that was probably a little mean I'm a little I'm a little riled up right now just about you know that but that's what I'm getting at is like life is fucking stressful and awful in so many different shapes and shades that I try and make a joke or you know laugh about some shit rather than have to continuously, you know, do all this seriousness, you know, there's already enough like murder and rape and debt and all this fucking horrible shit in the world. Why do I have to continue piling it on? And if, when it comes to creativity, why do I want to continue doing that? Like I'll leave that to everyone else that is well better versed when it comes to, you know, sad shit and being all mopey, you know, I'm mopey enough as it is being, you know, off of this. So I feel like when it comes to art or expression, I feel like it's best to be able to kind of like laugh or, you know, crack a joke or be, you know, fucking goofy or, you know, surreal, whatever, dude. I'm getting off topic here, but that's fucking par for the course when it comes to don't you dare talk to me because that's the, that's the whole in the description. Don't you dare talk to me. Otherwise I'm just going to go on a big ass wild ass rant about a bunch of bullshit. So is what it is, whatever, dude, but let's keep it rolling. Um, with another, uh, fun, uh, poem here. So uh, hang on just a sec. All right. So this one, I call it, excuse me, from chair six to chair seven. Allow me to pose a question, not a suggestion, only a question, an inquiry on if you could or could not. I do not doubt your ability because as you can see, I am in quite the predicament indeed. I have, in fact, tried to remove myself from this altercation, but despite all considerization and analyzation of my current situation, I simply see no other solution. So brace yourself, because I must ask of you, my friend, no simple task. And before I speak, do know, this is in no way my fault. But if you can find the time to do me the favor of passing the salt. Aha! Yeah, uh, that was real, real good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, man. But anyway, that was another fun one there. Um, all right, I'm scrolling through here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Okay. So this was actually. This was actually. I remember writing this back in college. So when I was living in Charlotte, um, this was in. Uh, I think it was like what the hurricane or something. It was like Hurricane Flow or whatever. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. That was a little rude. Anyway, I had a couple beers. They're coming back for me. But anyway, I call this, uh, this was like when I was living in Charlotte and there was like the hurricane that passed through and I wrote, um, a funny little poem about what it was like to sit in the storm. And I like, I try to like workshop this with people and they were like, why did you make it dumb? <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I think I already made my point earlier in my fucking rant. <laughs> All right. I call it FLO in the CLT area. Here I sit in a home where the electricity has decided to take a hiatus. 
with a pen in my hand, crafted from a sharpened toothbrush and a bit of my blood, scribbling out a stanza or two on the back of a soup can's label, in order to make record of the mayhem brought by a storm known as Florence. The tides that came with it can only be described as biblical. The amount of water that roared to earth was astronomical. The mighty pines that stood guard in my backyard have been turned to dampened tinder. The cows that grazed in a nearby field are now splattered somewhere a few states away. The grass in my yard is making a transition into seaweed since Florence decided to install a moat around my home. Now, here I sit, alone by the light of a candle made from my earwax and hair, wondering if I will have to kill the Jeffersons next door for their fire. I apologize to those who find this next part shocking, but I'm actually just making all this shit up. The storm in Charlotte was actually pretty lame. It rained for one or two days, and what do you know, everything is still the same. Oh yeah, I totally forgot that the uh, hurricane that passed through was Florence. So it pro- I pro- um, if I'm remembering right, it's been a couple of years, but it, uh, Florence, like in Charlotte, it did absolutely fucking nothing, but they shut down like all of UNCC and everything, and they shut down so much crap because they thought that it was going to be this like, you know, detrimental storm, because it was detrimental to a lot of other, you know, places, you know, and I, I feel like, you know, Florida, <laughs> with as many hurricanes as they were, that was the one I, I remember being pretty friggin' bad. So, all right, um, man, I got a few, few here, I'm trying to just see, didn't really plan much out here, yeah, because the last, the last episode of not really planning anything out went so damn well, I just decided that, hey, let's do it again, I promise, I, the next one I'll, I'll definitely have some more, uh, lined up, you know, some more, some more, you know, planned out content for you. And, I, and it's, I'm super duper excited to talk about it too. Anyway, I'm getting getting off topic again, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end on this one. I uh, don't want to continue. Just <laughs> if you're listening this far, thanks, listener. That's pretty fucking cool of you. You're 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 a total sweetheart, and you're the reason that I I continue making these. But anyway, I'm gonna wrap it up on this one um, here. So I call it a cockroach story. Can I borrow your attention for a moment or two to lend you a piece of advice? I only wish to offer your ear a brief proverb, so absurd you would have thought that I had just made it up. It all began on a fateful night when I went into the kitchen for a snack. I flicked on the light and was given one hell of a fright when I was faced with a room coated with clicking cockroaches, numbering 22,000 or more. They were all milling about, paying me no mind. Some thumbed through magazines, others played cards at the counter, while most helped themselves to the beer in my fridge. One of the bunch locked eyes with me, and I with it. It turned to the rest, and with a chirp and hiss, it told the others to split. They all skittered off under my fridge, leaving me alone there, with my face frozen and a bug-eyed stare. I made my own retreat, thinking to myself for a solution. Should I lure them out with cockroach prostitution? Burn this whole place down and start again? Offer them a human sacrifice of my neighbor Ken? No. No, those methods would have been far too easy. I decided upon tactics that were much less sleazy. I took the diplomatic route, and I wrote them a note. It read, I mean no harm to your cockroach kind, and I wish to present you a challenge of wit and skill rather than one of might. A challenge for the whole house. 
My next question is this: Can you play chess? Simply circled no or yes. I left the note on the floor with a pen by its side, and later that day I found it with a response: a yes was circled with instructions below, saying to set the board low, and that we shall only make our moves at night. That night I made my first move: pawn to c4, an explosive entry to the game. I went to sleep that night, planning out my strategy. The next morning, from the opposition, knight to c6. Not too cunning so far. In the morning, the battle raged on, and on, and on, and on it raged for several more ons. Until one evening, when it was starting to get late, I was preparing for my next move when I suddenly realized the cockroaches had secured a checkmate. Now here I sit atop a bar stool. With nowhere to go but here, my friend, do try and listen to my advice. Stick to fire or chemical warfare, because when it comes to cockroaches, they never play nice. <laughs> yeah, cockroach story. That's right.、Um, fun story behind that.、Uh, I was living in a condo at the time in Charlotte, and the whole goddamn place was just infested with cockroaches. So it it was to the point where I was literally like at war with these damn cockroaches, and it I knew it had gotten personal once they had like gotten into my food and everything. So I I had just like you know I was at the point where I was so pissed off. Like it wasn't even the point because I know that like when people see a cockroach, they're like, oh my god, a cockroach! Like I got I got so mad when I saw one. I was I would literally go into like a murderous rage and just. Just like stomp it to bits,、um, they're just gross, man. They don't serve any purpose for in my eyes.、Uh, there's probably people out there that love to keep like colonies of cockroaches and shit, but not me, dude. I also had it、um, when I was living at this house in Charlotte、uh, with this like this one dude who's my landlord. There would always be cockroaches showing up in the damn room, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's just in your room." And I was like, "Nah, man. If there's one, there's like tons, and that's that's a fact. That's a, a scientific cockroach fact. Like you might see one of them, but there's fucking ten of them somewhere else.、Uh, you just don't see them. Anyway, but I remember when I was living there too.、Uh, when I was like, what <laughs> it was like on the last week that I was living there before I moved out. But I I like woke up in the morning with something tickling my leg, and it was like. Goddamn cockroach in my bed, crawling up my leg, and I was literally, I like, like went to battle with it and smashed the shit out of it, and then I was just like sitting there with tears in my eyes, feeling completely violated. Which, oh man, that just gives me, that just gives me the willies thinking about that. It was so, so icky, dude. Anyway. Um, I'll probably just leave it a cap there. Nice little quick episode for you.、Um, I promise I'm not being, I'm not trying to hit a lazy streak or anything. I just figured, you know, I just wanted to continue putting out some content here and there.、Uh, just you know, keep keep things rolling, man.、Um, but yeah, that's just kind of the the moral of the story to wrap up here. The moral of the episode, like. Fucking give it a shot, man. There's plenty of people out there that are be like, "Oh, I'm not a poet," but like, have you made a rhyme before? Then congratulations, you're a poet. And if that you know shocks you or like you know twists your head to where you can't live as a you know a poet or anything like that, then I'm I'm sorry. That's a real tall you know <laughs> that's a real tall order. A real、uh, you know a hard thing to live with. 
I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. But listener, if you took the time to listen all the way through this bullshit and you, you know, you're enjoying yourself and everything, I appreciate that. I'm still making this, you know, these episodes for you. And if you want to let me know that, you know, that you're having a good time and that I'm doing a good job or whatever, um, if you have the uh, uh, iPhone on the Apple Podcast app, it's the uh, purple app. If you could go on there and look up the show, that's Don't You Dare Talk to Me. And, you know, drop me five stars or drop me however many stars that you think I deserve, you know, and write a little, you know, poem on there or <laughs> write a little poem as a review bitchin that's your homework man um or but no but seriously you can really like write uh whatever in the review um it could be like andrew sucks at poetry i don't care man it just helps with you know driving me up the uh the charts uh when it comes to apple's weird algorithm um and if you want to go like above and beyond if you have like a friend that you think would like you know like listening to this shit, let them know. Be like, hey, check out Don't You Dare Talk to Me. Because word of mouth is always uh, helpful to me too. And even if you didn't enjoy any of this shit, well, joke's on you, motherfucker, because you just listened to all of this for absolutely nothing. And you're probably sitting there just scathing right now of how much you hate this guy that keeps talking about complete nonsense. Anywho, I really appreciate you taking the time, listener. That was really good listening on you. I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, my producers, Will Fisher and um, Noah Adams. Yeah, they're they're two super cool guys that have definitely you know helped me get this thing, uh, keeping it keeping it rolling and everything uh, with you know equipment and you know the cool song that you heard at the beginning and that you're going to be hearing as soon as I finish uh, finish up ranting there. Um, but yeah, man, that was super cool too. I also want to give a shout out to Cameron. What's up, Cameron? How you been, man? Anyway, thanks listener. Good listening on you.